the G220 effect. I am Steve. And I'm Denai. And we're here back, 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 back. How many backs I'm going to say, right? Back in the booth, giving you God's truth. How about that back, right? He's coming in with the energy. Yes, we are back to share the word of God. We are always excited. And you know what? You said something. You said we're in here to share God's truth. You know, you always say this, that we're in the booth sharing God's truth. And and that's what we um, just desire to do is to share the truth. Because the Bible tells us, I remember uh, uh, Jesus talking to the disciples. He said that, you know, when... they'll know you're my disciples because you follow after my word and when you follow in my word you will know the truth and that truth that you'll know will make you free yeah i know a lot of times we just call oh the truth will make you free but there's another part to that which says that you you will know the truth because you will follow after his word so we love to share the truth yeah. because when you start to yeah, know his yeah, truth yeah, yeah. That truth is going to make you free in your life. And for me, I always say when you talk about history and you go through the pages of time, you're going to see his story. And his story is the greatest story I've ever told. It's the story of Jesus. And that's who we want to be like. That's what we do. That's where the power comes from. That's where fulfillment comes from. Let's get it and let's go. Amen. So we have been reading in the book of Romans, y'all. And we just pray that um, those that are out there listening and you listen to our podcast, that you live on the word. Man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. That's the word that we live by. So therefore, we just pray that you are really meditating on your word, not regurgitating the things that you hear other people saying, but really getting in the word and, and, and allowing the Holy Spirit to really give you truth and we tend to do that sometimes. We go into uh, our word and we 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 start to 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 just read on uh, different scriptures and over and over. Just because you read it once doesn't mean it's enough. I mean, the revelation that we get as we continue getting closer to the Holy Spirit and Him really showing us what the word means. I mean, we learn so much each time. So we've been yeah, in the book yeah, of Romans, yeah, y'all. Yeah. And y'all know, I've heard this saying that the Romans is the is the, the road to to salvation, I think, or something like that. The, the road, road of Romans, the road to salvation. The road of redemption. <laughs> <laughs> redemption road. <laughs> yeah, the book of Romans is so meaty. It, it, it's, it's so meaty for the believer. After you know Christ, after you gain Christ, the book, the word, the word in Romans is, is like really essential for you because it, it's going to teach you how to live, how to walk. It's going to teach you what's contrary and what's not. It's going to tell you what's real and what's fake. It's going to pull you and pull you aside of the pages and say, hey, check me. Check me out. Let me see if I'm right. Let me see if I'm wrong. The book of Romans. Amen. It's been so good. We we can't read more than two chapters at a time, y'all. We actually just do. One will take us so long because we're stopping every second and just saying, whoa, that makes so much sense. Whoa, yeah. that's what, you know, and, and we just thank God so much that he said we will not be left alone, but yeah, we'll have the yeah, Holy yeah. Spirit who is our teacher. And he continues to teach us every time we open this word. I mean, yeah. so much comes out of it and we feel so alive being in God's word. So we pray that the word has been alive to you as it has for us and for so many believers, those that believe unto the word. 
So let's look alive and let's be real and get real with this word. Yeah. My question right now today is, are you persuaded? Have you been fully persuaded? Do you know what the what you're persuaded by? Have you been persuaded? Yes. In your belief. Amen. Because you know what? It's funny. We were reading and we just found out that Apostle Paul said a few times, for I'm persuaded. Are you persuaded? Because I'm persuaded. <laughs> he said it over and over and over. You got to be persuaded. You got to be persuaded. So, yes, let's get into it. We're going to dive right into scriptures. We always do. Romans 8, we're going to start off with verse 31. So if you're at home, we just ask, go get your Bible right now. We're not going to pause, but go get your Bible. By the time you you bring it back, we still be talking. Go get your sword. <laughs> take it out of the holster. Pull it out. Make sure it's sharp and make sure it's ready to cut. Amen. So, yes, go get your word out. If you're driving, that's okay. We're going to read the word to you. But we always encourage, open these, this Bible. Let it be something that you're so familiar with that you say Romans 8. You can just close your eyes and open it up right to Romans 8. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. And that's hidden in your heart also. But Romans 8.31 says, "We What shall we then say to those things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Uh, if that Lord is for you, who can be against you? Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. No, I'm, I'm joking, but that's so such a powerful statement. If God be for us, who can be against us? So a lot of times, us as believers, when we stand and we say we stand, do we stand contrary to what the words say? Do we stand contrary of what the world say? And so when we stand and when we say we are persuaded, we are, I am in belief. I am standing in belief in what I believe. So God be for us. Who can be against us? So who's against me if I know I got G-O-D on my side? <laughs> Who is standing against me? Nobody. Nobody. For I'm, 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 I'm very familiar with the word. Nothing shall separate me from the love of God. So, but, but this right here, if God be for me, who can be against me? That's a strong statement. Amen. And verse 32 says, he that spared not his own son. So now it's talking about his character, right? And I think a lot of times we miss the word because of our perspective on God's character. So when we find these statements that give us who God's character is, we really need to stay there and just see who he is because that's all he's been trying to do is to show us who he is to us. Once we know that, then I will know if my God before me, the one that I know, yeah. nothing, no one can be against me. But you me. know what's so funny? We try to put them in our own box, you know, that little box, you know, hey, God, be this for me, not what you are. I need you to be this for me. I need you to be a way maker. I need you to be a problem solver. I need you to be a, a chastisement of my enemies, not me. Don't touch me, but get my enemies. <laughs> I need you to do all these different things, but accept be who you are. We need we, what we really need and start coming to God for who he is and not for what he could do. And just being in relationship with him. You know, sometimes we that and we know we speak relationship all the time. This is our thing. Having a relationship with God like we have a relationship in our marriage because the marriage is a representation of a relationship that God wants from us. That he wants a closeness with us, a, a close walk with us, like a marriage. And so Yes. Amen. So at 32, it says, he that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him 
also freely give us all things. Wow. He spared. So it's talking about this, this man, this being that gave his only son, right? Only begotten son so ah. that we could have freedom, so that we could have all these other things. So it's saying that not only did he sacrifice, right? But it's saying that at the end, it says, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things because mm. of his nature? Because he's already given the hardest thing to give away. How can he not give us all these other things that are so small compared to what the sacrifice he gave? Now, you're going to have me preach right now. now. You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm at that place right now that I can <laughs> preach this thing. No, I'm just messing. But, I mean, it, it's awesome to know that God has given us an understanding of what he's doing, what he's done already. He said, if I can give my son what much more would I be able to give you if you do exactly what my son is saying to do? The instruction he's giving you from his life. So what much more can I give you? It's, it's free. It ain't no charge. It's free 99, so you're going to get it. <laughs> but do you want it? That's the, that's the question. Do you want it or do you want to put God in your box? You know, your box, that tight little box you got where I just want you to do this, tunnel vision. Do this. And I'm good. If you do this, I'm good. But after he do it, you be like, ah, Lord, I do something else. You, now you're getting this genie that you placed in the box that you asked in the, the, to make wishes for you. Now you're not getting God, the God that, that that's freely to do what he said he would do. I did this for my son. So how much more can I give you? You're not getting that. You're getting the genie in the box. <laughs> Come on now. So it says in 33, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? Are you God's elect? Ooh. How <laughs> do you is, know? <laughs> it is it is God that justifies. So look, we're not even going to go into that because right, we, right. that's a whole oh, piece right we there. We can spend so much time talking about that. Uh, but verse 34 says, who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again. Not, he didn't just die, but he's he's risen. Again. It <laughs> who, said again, Again, though. yes. <laughs> who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us ah, from the, the love right. of Christ? Yeah. Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? I mean, it's so good for us to even take those words and just dissect them to the point where you understand what does tribulation look like? What does persecution look like? What does famine look like? What is nakedness? What is peril? Because I believe that in this world right now, there are a lot of things that, that are being mentioned here that are happening. And yeah, the yeah, question yeah, is, yeah, what yeah. then shall separate you from the love of Christ? Can these things separate you from how much he loves you? <laughs> what his love has provided for you. Man. So that's awesome right uh, there. Yeah. Verse 36, and it says, And it is written, For thy sake we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved love us. us. Yeah, that conquering part. Man, you know, I, I just want to go back to it says, Shall tribulation or distress Stop us from this, from this peace. And, and that's that peace right there. So these things separate us. Do these things stand in the way? So I'm at a door right now, and it's tribulation right there. So how do I get past it? How do I get past it? Oh, you know why? Because I stayed with this mind of Christ. And so tribulation has no power over that mind of Christ that he said have. Have this new mind. You know, have this new walk. Have this new talk. You know, tribulation doesn't stand with that. But in here, do you have, oh, 
I got lack of famine. Because all these things is probably the lack of. You know, if tribulation happens, it's because what? It's because, oh, oh I'm lacking in the area that, you know. Of maybe comfort I'm, or peace? Yeah, I'm lacking in, in, in the tools to fight, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so famine comes. Oh man, I, I I I don't have food. I don't have things. I don't have the necessary tools I need. And so, what do you do? Do these things stop you from just saying, "Oh, he's still my savior, and he's still great"? Because I'm reminded of the stories of the disciples when Jesus said, "Sell all your goods, give all your things." Did they say tribulation stopped them to sell their goods? No, because if you have nothing, guess what you lack? Nothing. If you have nothing, you lack nothing. So guess what? It's easier for you to follow when you don't have anything that's baggage, that's tag along, that's holding you back. And so shall tribulation stop you? Should famine stop you? Shall all these things that steps in your way stop you from serving your God? And knowing that the love of Christ is so grand and it's so big and it's provided so many things for us. Yeah. What shall separate us from that? Because it's not just love like, oh, it's an affection. Oh, God, Jesus Christ loves us, you know, or God loves us so much that he gave his one and only begotten son. That word love, that agape, that God kind of love, it, it, it's, it's so much more than just, okay, it's, an, a, it's a feeling. It's greater than a feeling. Yeah. It is so much more. Yeah. It is he chastises you because he loves you. It's I hate evil because I know that what he loves, I love also. I mean, it's so much more. It's, 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 it's understanding that he's always for me, even when it doesn't look like he's for me. I mean, there's so much to that word that I, I just, it just encourage us to just study what that agape, what the love of God looks like. Yeah, yeah. And look at how many times awesome. it's been mentioned in the word. We always use a uh, blue letter Bible, but whatever you use, use whatever concordance you use, go look up that word, love, that yeah. agape, and go back and see in the word where it was used time and time again and what it really meant in every situation and every circumstance. Yeah. You look at Isaac being uh. getting ready to be sacrificed, right? But Abraham said, okay, Isaac, the Lord spoke. This is what we're going to do. That was love. In the world, yeah, if, yeah. if my feelings were involved in that, that would have never happened if I was Abraham. What? A sacrifice? Who? I don't think so. My kid? <laughs> no, <Nah>, bruh. <laughs> I ain't about to do that. <laughs> but I mean, that, I mean, that's how it happened. I get it. You yeah. know, it was it was a trust. It was a faith. That also is part of the love right there to say, I know that he would never fail me. Yeah. That's the kind yeah. of love that we yeah. have. He would never fail me. He knows exactly what's needed in this yeah. situation. So therefore, I trust him. So, yes, that word love. What can separate us from the love of Christ? Yeah. Nothing shall ever Nothing. separate us because in him Everything we need in that love that he provided for us, nothing lacks in that. And and that's awesome because out of the theme of what you just said, I just kept hearing the word more. Because you look in the next verse in 37, it say, nay, in all things, we are more than conquerors. So God has always counted us to be more than our circumstances, more than our situations, more than our problems, more than the things that we face. So he counted us to be more. And then he said, you are a conqueror of more. So, I mean, I I just said it backwards. But if you you really look at it, that you are a conqueror of more. More, the, The more the merrier, the less the greater. You are a conqueror of the more. So more than a conqueror. 
So that means that these things that God already knows that come to beset you, that come to stop you, that come famine, pestilence, uh, tribulation, these things that come, ah, they can't withstand if you, you're fully persuaded. You're fully trusting in God. And so the next scripture, which is the bomb diggity, here it goes. I know that's like, <laughs> the that's, next like verse. Old, that's old school, ain't it? Bomb diggity. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm I'm young. So let me stop. But it, it's the next verse is is really, really gonna capture you. It's gonna hit you right when you stand. For it says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor principality, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come. Ooh, let me stop right there. Because now you're saying move all these things out the way because they don't matter. They, they never had place. You know, they just sit here. Now it's time for them to move them out the way because guess what? These things don't persuade me to do. Guess what persuades me to do? The love of Christ that's in me. The love of Jesus that's in me. It persuades me. It keeps me. It moves me. So here we are. Let me read the rest of it nor height, nor death, nor any other creature, not my brother, not my mother, not my cousin, not my auntie, not my uncle, not none of that. Not a uh, not aliens? No. no, 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 no. Not no creepy things out there. Uh, no UFOs out there? No. no, 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 no. Not no illegal aliens either. So no, no. It, it says... It says, no, any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God. The love of God. God for, now I'm reminded of the scripture, John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And we've made it such a cliche, but listen to it. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world, he gave his only Son, the only son he ever had. He gave his only son. And we know the scriptures say begotten son, right? He gave his only son that who shall ever believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So he didn't say when you die, you died. No, he said you shall have life. Meaning that not tribulation, not famine, not persecution shall separate you from him if you know who Jesus is and you recognize who he is. And so the last part of the verse, it says, for nothing shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord, our Lord. Hallelujah. He is Lord over my life. Can is you, he Lord over your life? Can you dig that? Yes. <laughs> he is Lord. He is bearer. He, he, he's, he's everything. King. He's king. Man. <laughs> and, 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 and that's the part right there. So for those who have not and try to dip around Jesus, you got to remember that to get to the Father, the only way you can get to him is through the Son. The Son. And so when you're persuaded in loving God, you got to love the Son in order to get to God. And so that means you can't dip around Jesus. You got to hit Jesus where he was. You got to hit him at the mark. And there's no many other ways to get to God. No, 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 no. no. I'm going through holistic treatment. No, you can't get through God through holistic treatment. You can't get through crystals or, you know, any of that. And we just have to be really honest because we're seeing 
uh, such a, a trend in that, you know, of uh, manifestations and crystals and all these things because that's all energy that comes from God. No, the only way to God is through his son, and knowing it, who his son is. And, and, and to be real frank with people, I, I hope this don't make you feel funny, but you can't get through them through being dipped in water either. So just to be Ooh, honest with you, you there. know, you can't get through him just by getting getting washed up in some water. No, you have to go to the sun. You have to know who he is. And I'm reminded of scripture that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. I know I use this scripture a lot, but guess what? It's powerful that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Who was resurrected? Jesus Christ. So if I know the power of that resurrection, he was resurrected three days after death. He became life again. And guess what he did? Guess what he did? Just so we could live again. Amen. And if you don't know him, you can always go into the word and read. The gospels will give you a visual, a good visual of who he was. Yeah. And in every account, different accounts saying almost the same thing about who he was and what he did so that you can fully understand. And even in Romans, I mean, Paul does such a good job of really letting us know what was needed and why Christ came and why Christ was and why he was the perfect sacrifice so that we can be we have a relationship with God. So it's important that you get in the word and you study who Jesus is and receive him in your heart because you know, because it doesn't make a, 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 any ritual or ordinance that you're going to do. Doesn't, doesn't gain you entrance into knowing Jesus. It stop, doesn't work like that. Stop being deep. Stop being so deep. Well, let me burn these candles and incense and say, hello, Jesus, come in me, come in me. No. The problem with that is that those things don't sustain you. God has always been interested in capturing our hearts for himself, yes, right? Yes. He's always been interested in capturing our hearts. So if he's interested in that, if I just do a ritual and I just believe that me or being ordinance. or ordinance and I believe that me being dunked in water or me walking uh, to the left five times and then to the right two times, that's going to get me to God. Or I'm going to build a ladder so high that when I get about 100 feet, that's where Jesus starts to, I mean, that's where God is. I mean, if I do these things, these things will not never sustain me. But right, right, knowing right. the truth will set me free and will begin to really make me understand what who Christ is and start to walk in relationship. Yeah, yeah. The the results of me doing ordinances would just get me whatever that result was at that time, but it will not sustain me. But a heart change sustains you. Knowing who Jesus Christ is and and learning of him and learning of what he did for you is what truly will make you free in your life. Yeah, yeah, and and I and I'm I'm like totally at all right now by it because it's it's like you can look at everything and see everything. I'm reminded what John said: there is one that's going to be greater than me. That shoes I can I'm not even worthy of buckling, you know. And so he's talking about Jesus, and he said he's talking about you know is one that I baptize with water, but he's going to baptize you with fire, and yeah. so. So, you know, when God the is Holy Spirit, when, and fire. When, when, yeah, when the Holy Spirit and fire. So God is is not is not not deep. He's telling you right off. And, you know, being deep, it means there, there's some mysteries I got to find out. And God is not mysterious. God is not. He's not holding anything back from us. He's not. And and I truly believe that when we go into we we love I I think you know Steve loves John the Baptist the story of John the Baptist and I think as I am also uh, reading and just learning more of 
uh, what his ministry stood for and what what he's calling on his life was, it really blesses me because we get to see someone whose heart is so compelled to 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 preach the gospel, to to come in and 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 uh, uh, preach the kingdom of heaven that's about to come. That and he's baptizing people in water. Why is he doing that? Because Christ hadn't died yet. Yeah. So he's preparing for what's going to happen when you get baptized in Christ. Yeah. So he's preparing and you get such an appreciation of God, how he takes his time to prepare our hearts for this thing. I mean, from the New Old Testament, he's been trying to prepare our hearts for what was to come, which was Jesus Christ. Even in the the word of Jesus says, you know, I'm the living water. We just read this just the other day. John 7, he's saying, I'm the living water. and, And you know what? You will get to receive living water and it will run out of you yeah. but that's when yeah. the Holy Ghost comes because right now he hasn't ascended yet Jesus hasn't ascended so right, right. there's no Holy Ghost but he was preparing us for what was to come so it was just it's amazing to see John the Baptist capturing the hearts of of of, of man and preparing yeah, them yeah, for what yeah. was coming so he's like no 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 now now for real for real this is the one that, that we've been waiting on this is the Messiah this is the one that's going to baptize you in Holy Ghost and fire because that's the next step yeah. so when we get stuck in those ordinances, it, it could be a real bad thing for us. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> and and so that's that that's that piece right there that I, I I'm looking at that I know that I understand that here it is. If I'm persuaded, if I'm persuaded, then I know that God is not holding back in me. He doesn't want he doesn't want to be mysterious to me. He wants to be known. He wants to be out front and seen and say, here I am relationship. I want a relationship with you. I want to grow with you. I want to walk with you. Come on, son. Hey. So so we looked up that word persuaded, right? And it said that uh, to be persuaded, to suffer oneself to be persuaded, uh, the definition says to be induced to believe, to have faith in a thing, to believe, to be persuaded of a thing concerning a person, to listen to, to obey, to yield to, to comply with. Mm. So it's just all around is just to believe so much, right? So here, here Paul is saying that, for I am a persuaded. <laughs> he starts off that statement with, for I am persuaded. He's telling us that there's nothing that's going to change his mind. He believes wholeheartedly. Yeah. He's complying with, he's obeying it, because why? He knows that it's true. Yeah. So I'm persuaded. There's yeah. nothing that's moving me. There's nothing that's shaking no. me. Are we there? Are you there? I ask that for those yeah. that are listening out there today. Are you persuaded? Are you there? Are, are you, you there? there? And At that place where nothing shakes you, nothing, not tribulation, not famine, not pestilence, not plagues, not nothing is going to shake you from knowing that the love of Christ is in you. And let me just get real. Not the money in your bank account. Not the job that you want. Not, not that education. Nothing, not, not the PhD, HD, 5D. Not your friends, you know, <laughs> your friends and all this stuff. I mean. Not your family. Not your family. Not your kids. You know, I mean, I, I mean, are, are you fully persuaded? Are, can you actually say that, Lord, you know, when I look, I look straight and narrow and it's you. Are you persuaded? You know, are you persuaded to know that God is just, ah. And I, I just have to share this, like, personal thing for me. I think in the last couple of years, one of the best things that ever happened for me was finding out that, um, the, that Jesus was enough for me. 
That was one of the best things that I ever found is that Jesus was enough for me. It's like I started getting this insight and revelation in my spirit that Jesus was enough for me. Uh, and, and I started seeing like in areas that I felt like I was lacking, in areas that I felt like, man, I'm, I'm nervous about this. I'm anxious in life about this. I'm, I'm this. It, it, I just felt the love of Christ saying, no, I'm enough for you. What area, yeah. what is it in your life that I can't do for you? If you're hungry, it's okay. I'll feed you. I'll care for you. If 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 you die, it's okay. You're still going to be in heaven with me yeah, in eternity. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's actually a good thing to be in my presence. Uh, and and you, you're not able to do this thing. Don't worry. It's, 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 this is temporary compared to the eternity that you have. And yeah. I started just seeing how much Jesus was enough for me and that's the love that we're talking about when yeah. love is full the yeah, love of yeah. god that's complete lacks nothing that you need you just have to open your eyes and begin to believe what he speaks believe to be persuaded of what he speaks of you so that nothing is going to sway you nothing's going to move you i believe that i believe and i know that i know in my heart that this is the word of god and it's true to me and, and when, you, when she says open your eyes she means open the windows of your heart. Amen. So when you open the windows of your heart, you can begin to see God move exactly the way that he moved. You know, you begin to see the things of God in your life. You begin to see the transitions of your life. You begin to see life itself. This breathing organism, who would I say is Jesus Christ, has always been alive. He never died. He's this living organism, living with inside of us. He is a organism because guess what? Jesus walked. Amen. And, and today I just feel really led in my spirit to pray. Uh, and this is just a prayer that we will all desire to know truth. Jesus said that uh, they don't like the truth because their father's the devil. He said, your father's the devil. He's, 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 the, he's pretty much the author of lies. And, and that's why you don't want to hear the truth. That's why you don't, you don't get excited to hear the truth. But we pray that we are people who love the truth, who love to know the truth of the word so that that truth can make us free. Father, I thank you for everyone that is listening to this specific recording today, Father. Thank you that we will be a people that will seek after your truth, Father. No more seeking after lies because the lies will never sustain us, but your truth will make us fully persuaded of who you are. And if we open those eyes of our heart, Father, because we know that we have visual eyes that see, that are physical, but we also have heart in our, in our, in our eyes in our heart, Father. When we open that up to your truth, Father, we can take that in and we can begin to really see what you speak of us and we can have such a firm foundation in you that we are fully persuaded that nothing shall separate us from you, Lord. We love you and you are enough for everyone who's listening today. In Jesus' name, amen. And, and like we always say when we end, this has been the G220 Effect. And we're, and we're ghosts. ghosts.